Welcome to the Producer on Purpose podcast, where we explore experiencing life being the real you. I'm your host, Randy Atkins Jr., author, teacher, speaker, preacher, and lifelong learner. This episode is a special episode for me because we have a special interviewee. It's my son, Dyron Atkins. Hey, Dyron, welcome to the show. Hey, Dad. Thanks for the introduction. I'm happy to be here. It's one thing to listen, but it's one thing to be on the show. Happy to be here. So fun to have you on the show. I think we're going to really dive deep. Today, we're going to dive deep into Dyron's college journey, and we're going to talk about how he's been sowing seeds of purpose in various aspects of his life. First, we're going to start off with a dad joke. Hey, Dyron, why was the baby jalapeno shivering? Dad, I'm not sure. He was a little chilly. (laughs) Share this joke with someone this week as producers laughter nourishes our creativity, expresses joy and unlocks innovation in our soul. So our scripture today for this episode where we are talking about seeds of purpose comes from Proverbs, the 16th chapter, verse three, commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. This is a constant reminder for us to seek the guidance and for us to trust the process. And it's interesting because I believe as we go through and we talk about Dyron's journey, we're going to find that the seeds that he's been planting, he has had to commit to the Lord his his plans and then allow God to guide him and show him the way throughout the process. And so we're going to start off with just welcoming Dyron and Dyron, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're my son, but what else do you want to share with everyone on the Produce on Purpose podcast? Yeah, so first, thank you for that introduction and like I said, I'm happy to be here. Um, I started out as a musician. I've been playing music since the third grade where I started out on saxophone and eventually transitioned to trombone, which I played up until the end of high school. And through this experience, I love to learn music, use it as a way to connect with people and just listen to it and enjoy it. But because of this, I've been able to transition from my middle school to my high school to now college where I currently attend Carnegie Mellon University. I study business administration and a little bit of tech and business analytics as well. Wow, what a journey. So you started off with music and I just can remember you. Uh, You played the sax and you also played the trombone. And how has that music helped you in your transition as you've been moving into college and even through high school? Yeah, so music is a great way to connect with people whenever you play uh, different types uh, of songs from different cultures. So one of my favorite types is Latin music. Uh, My favorite song ever is by Sonny Rollins. It's called St. Thomas, and it has sort of like a Latin funk. And because of this, I've been able to connect with those who are in South America or on uh, in Spain and Europe, these sorts of things. So I see it as a way to bridge the gap between those who may not have that much in common. Wow. So you 
have utilized music to connect really to me with a broader scope of life and what's going on and being able to connect and relate to others. Now, you in high school chose a specific language to study, and I want to know why. Tell me the language that you studied and why you studied that language and uh, how, how has that been going for you? Does anybody know what that language is? Well, if you guessed it right, it's Russian. So whenever I first came into high school, I was enrolled to take Spanish. However, I saw that there was a Russian introductory course and I was like, well, I might as well, you know, test it out, see if it's something I'd be interested in. Sure enough, by the end of that class, I was able to read a little bit of Russian and I had the promise that I would have the chance to actually go to Russia in my third year of studying. But that didn't happen because of what? The pandemic? Yeah, unfortunately. So, yeah, you would have been able to go to Russia uh, for free as a part of your school. However, during the pandemic, you weren't able to do that. Uh, but hopefully at some point in the future, you may be able to visit. I love that story of what you're talking about. So you have challenged yourself with a language that not many people know, but you are pretty fluent in that language today. And um, that has seemed to help you as you're kind of moving along and you've met others along the way that have spoken Russian throughout your jobs and different things that you've done? Absolutely. And in almost any job interview or anytime somebody reads my resume, the first question they have is, why Russian? And from there, I'm able to give them a little bit of my journey, a little bit of myself. So it's definitely open doors for me. So tell me a little bit about your journey and how you ended up at Carnegie Mellon and um, a little bit about what that how what that's meant to you so far and what you've been able to do with it. Yeah. So before even talking about the journey at Carnegie Mellon, I first want to talk about boarding school. Uh, I went to Phillips Academy Andover. And from there, at the age of 13, living on my own, I gained so much responsibility. I was able to meet people from diverse backgrounds. And because of this, I believe that it helped me in my transition to college. So currently, Carnegie Mellon University is located in Pittsburgh, and it was quite the adjustment when I got there. My first time actually being on campus was my move-in day due to the fact that we weren't able to visit uh, on campus because of the pandemic. So everything was an adjustment. However, having these skills that I built up in boarding school, so being being able to follow routine, whether that's making sure my laundry is done, I'm going to get groceries, uh, my homework is on track. These things are something that I built and been able to keep building in college. Yeah, I really enjoy seeing you being able to really take that on. And so that is interesting that you were able to have that schedule from high school and now it has flowed into your college life what have you found to be one of the greatest things that has helped you in this transition into college that you really did gain from from boarding school? Yeah, one of the biggest things is always remember who your support network is. So since the first year of high school, I've had a routine where I call my parents on every Sunday and we talk and we catch up about how the week's going, how or how the previous week was and how next week is going to be. And, you know, those times to connect with those who are close to you and remind it reminds you that you're not alone in this. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that you started connecting. Initially, it was a little difficult, I believe, in your freshman year. And I believe when you finally came back home, it was like, hey, Dyron, we hadn't been hearing from you. And then you put us into your schedule, and it's been a routine. I do look forward to those conversations on Sundays. And so I really am grateful that you have allowed that to be a part of your routine. Uh, we enjoy it, and hopefully it's been helpful for you because my understanding is – it hasn't always been an easy road when you are there all alone, whether you're in, been in college or in high school. Have there been some tough times where you've had to kind of adjust and, and make some changes? Absolutely. And I think that's to be expected anytime that you're in a new setting. But like I said, you know, the skills of being able to adapt that I started to gain whenever I was first in high school is something I've been able to build on and uh, it's just helped me up into my life. It helped me in my life up into this point. So. Nice. So one of the things I wanted to share and ask about from you is now that you are in college and you have been um, going to this great school that has a great name to it and um, all of the different information that we see, I've seen you have to uh, transition with the academics so how has that been and how has it been integrating into uh, Carnegie Mellon's uh, college life? What is college life like for you? Yeah, so this was quite the transition, especially after my freshman fall. Um, in that semester, that's where I truly learned that I can't get through this on my own. Um, I learned the importance of going to office hours and recitations to converse with professors and other students who are working on the same work as you, because always two heads are better than one. Um, so, yeah, learning how to rely on others. That's a big point for me. I, I'm glad that you said that, because I, that sounds like good advice for anyone that uh, maybe in college, maybe uh, making that type of transition is to understand their support network that's on campus. And then you also mentioned having the support network at home to be able to make sure you have a full picture of what needs to happen as you're moving forward. So as we move on now, there's been some pretty exciting things that you've had happen throughout your college career and as you've been moving forward. So last summer, you had an internship. Can you tell me about, number one, how did you get that internship? And then secondly, how was the internship and how was that experience for you? Yeah. So first, I'd like to plug these two programs. One is called MLT, Management Leadership for Tomorrow. The second one is called SEO, Seizing Every Opportunity. Both of these programs are for Black and Latino students, uh, specifically in tech or business, and they provide opportunities uh, with their partner companies, which are like big names such as JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Apple, uh, more to be named, as well as opportunities for resume review and one-on-one -on -one coaching. So without these programs, I don't know if I would have been as successful, but I'm very thankful to be a part of them. And because of them, I knew exactly how to apply to JP Morgan for asset management. And through this process, um, I ended up having an internship last summer in which I was able to work with for three weeks with about 300 interns to learn about how an organization like J.P. Morgan functions, as well as how to be um, most helpful in your role. And then in the last three weeks, I was actually on the desk in which I was able to gain hands-on experience about how to operate in the finance world. 
So you ended up getting that internship by being parts of those programs. Um, I do know that those programs that we ended up learning about those programs from a, a family friend because we started asking questions about different opportunities. And of course, we encourage everyone that's out there to look for those types of opportunities, have conversations about what you're looking to do. And that way you can go ahead and apply and allow those particular opportunities to be a part of it. Now, tell me a little bit about your life while you were on this in this internship. Where did you live and what was your commute like? And tell me a little bit about that. And because I, I think it was kind of interesting to be able to share how that was for you. Yeah. So my internship was located in Midtown of New York City. And I was living in New Jersey City. For those of you, for those of you who are familiar with it, not too far from the Hoboken area. So this ended up being quite a experience when traversing from home to work. Usually, I would wake up around 6 a.m., uh, catch either a bus or a train from New Jersey into New York. Once I'm in New York, transfer to another subway and then walk a little bit to get to work. So from this, not only did I build a routine, but I built responsibility because I had to be there on time. And honestly, after a while, building up that routine, it wasn't hard at all to wake up at the 6 a.m. in the morning. Wow, that's pretty early. You don't wake up that early here at the house. <laughs> I mean, I think most of the time we might not see you till after 12, but that's all right. We see that having that and you were actually being able to do that. We saw a little bit of how you were able to do that when we came up and visited. And um, I'm really proud of what you've been able to do throughout that time and having that internship. What was your greatest thing that you learned from your internship and um, do you have another internship coming up? Yeah. So first part of that question, what is the greatest thing I learned? I think I learned how to be a, a, con a contributor to a team because as an intern, they didn't expect me to come in knowing much, but they did expect me to learn. So after I completed the tasks that were given to me, I always asked, you know, is there anything else I can do to help you? And then my biggest achievement is that I identified a process that was taking two to three hours every day. And I used my knowledge of Python skills that I gained from a course at CMU to automate this process and take it down to about 15 minutes. Um, and after this, I think that led to my return offer for next summer of 2024, in which I'll be a hedge fund summer analyst at JPMorgan Chase. Awesome, man. I am so, so proud of you that uh, you were able to do that. And I know a lot of what you had to overcome to even be in that space and be able to do that for your internship. So we're going to shift it a little bit and um, excited about the internships. But now I know that you are really involved in some of the clubs that are on your campus. And uh, can you share a little bit about that? And how did you get involved with those clubs? And uh, what are the benefits of, of you being a part of those clubs? What roles also do you play in those clubs? Yeah, so at CMU, I have two main clubs I'm a part of. The first one being the Black and Latino Business Association. As a freshman, I started out in my first semester as freshman representative. And my main role was to bridge the gap between the BLBA executive board and the first class students. In this role, I did a lot of polling uh, other students to figure out what they would be interested in to increase engagement. And over the years, I've continued to progress in this organization. So during my sophomore year, I was treasurer. 
I oversaw all the financials uh, as it related to our events and our club planning. And then this year, I started out as president. So it's been great to see this progression, to look back and really understand how I've come to love and uh, support the objectives of this club, which is to create a rep- create a space for underrepresented underrepresented minorities in the business world, and in addition to this, provide opportunities for them. So very thankful for this opportunity. But secondly, I have to mention Russian Tea Club. Uh, every Thursday, I gather with Russian speakers of all levels to drink tea and practice speaking Russian. And you know, it gets me out of my comfort zone because. Sometimes being around native speakers can make you a little bit nervous or embarrassed, but I'm glad that I'm continuing to work on these skills. I love it because having that type of uh, maintenance sounds like with your Russian tea club is um, something that allows you to continue to have your skills in Russian. Uh, like me, I, weekly, I we I meet with Toastmasters International and in the club that we have every Monday morning. I wake up and that keeps me with my leadership and my communication skills. And I love what you said about the um, BLBA and what you're doing there as the president now. Now, what are some of the benefits by being a part of uh, something like the BLBA and being the president now? Yeah, so the major benefit is being able to share what I've learned up until this point with those who are coming behind me, because I believe that in order for me to, one thing I recognize is that for me to be in the position that I'm in, I couldn't have been there without those who helped me. So it only makes sense that I will help those coming too. And because of that, whenever someone comes to me and shares, oh, I just secured an internship for next summer, the joy that I feel is incomparable. So, you know, yeah. That's awesome. So you've been able to help others by sharing information about internships. And also, my understanding is that as the president, you have been reaching out to make partnerships with all of these different companies that they would support and sponsor what some of the programs that you guys are putting on. Yeah. So this year, we actually got our first corporate sponsor, which was a pretty big deal because before we could even do this, we had to go through some other processes to make sure that our sponsorship package was uh, verified by the university standards. But because of this, we now have the process in place. So when students come next year and the years after, there already be a process for them to continue gaining this corporate funding. Nice. So you are doing multiple things and it looks like Sounds like that you are now moving in into you're in your junior year of of college. And my question now comes down to as you're moving forward, what do you see happening in the next couple of years and uh, even moving forward beyond that? Uh, and what are you excited about about it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so reflecting on my college process, my college experience up until now, I'd say it's really helped me realize two things. One, I really love working with people. And two, I love to solve problems. So going forward, I want to find a way to combine both of these aspects in a career or whatever I end up doing. And right now I'm leaning towards wealth management, whether that's helping people with their investment, tax, um, risk, or legal aspects of their life. That's what I'm leaning towards right now. Nice. Well, I know whatever you end up doing, it'll be great. And as I have shared with you, just go out and try different things, no matter what it is. 
nothing's ever final, that if you would go out and you try, and if it's something that you really like, you keep doing more of that. If it's something that you don't like, you just say, hey, I don't want to do any more of that. I'm going to shift and change. You have the ability to do that. I am so proud of all the things that you have accomplished so far. And man, I'm so excited that you came on my podcast to say producing on purpose. Look at Dyron putting these seeds down for purpose in your own life. Now, share with me, are you doing anything with your faith while you are in school? Because I know as uh, we've always had that as a part and a foundation of what we do. But many times you go away, you go to college and you just kind of do whatever you want. But share with me any anything that you're doing there. Yeah. So we've been exploring a couple of different churches up in the Pittsburgh area. The first one we went to, we really enjoyed it. And when I say we, I mean me and my lovely girlfriend, Chiomaka. Uh, so the first one we went to was about 45 minutes away by bus. And it was a great service. We loved it. Just a little bit too far away from us. So recently, about three, three weeks to a month ago, we found this new church, maybe about 10, 15 minutes away by bus, which we started going to. And not only do we like it because, one, uh, the music is great. They have great musicians, but... There's a young population of other students, of other people that look like us, students, as well as like an older population as well um, that there's people to learn from. And not only that, great messages and guest speakers all the time. So you've been keeping up with your faith even when you're away. I am so, so proud of you and I'm so grateful to have you as my son and I'm glad you're you're home and that you're able to come in and do this podcast with me. And so Seeds of Purpose, you have uh, been planting those throughout the way as you've been in college and now you're moving forward and sounds like you're making relationships throughout the time, whether it's uh, in clubs, whether it's socially or whatever you're doing, I am just very, very proud. I know mom is proud as well. And so we're excited to see where God is going to continue to take you. And this has been so fun. Have you had fun with this? Oh, man, this has been awesome. Um, You know, it's always fun to talk about yourself, but <laughs> I really enjoy being on your podcast. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share with uh, anybody that's listening to this podcast that you want to be able to any last words? Produce on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been fantastic to be able to have Dyron on the show today and for him to share how he has grown his life journey uh, what has gotten him to where he's at in college today. And um, we are looking forward to some really great things to happen for him. And Dyron's been really focused on being who he is. I enjoy seeing and watching him grow and be who he is throughout the process. And he is leading in all of these different areas of his life. And I am going to just say, be blessed, continue to do uh, the things that will help others. I love to hear that you're giving back. Uh, it is a very important thing to be able to share with those who are coming after you and that you're setting the stage for that to be a part of who you are. That's a part of your character, a part of the way that you live. And I am so thankful that you uh, 
uh, came on and that you say, hey, yeah, dad, I'm a, I'll jump on the Produce on Purpose podcast. And I want to thank you for being such a great son and for being a part of this podcast today. And so thank you, everyone, for listening. Make sure you share this particular podcast with someone because Dyron has been a wonderful interviewee. Thank you, son. As we bring this life-changing episode to a close, I want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to you, our cherished listeners. Your presence and your engagement enrich our podcast journey, and I am truly honored to be a part of your growth and transformation. To ensure that you never miss an episode filled with insights and inspiration, hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform that you're listening on right now. If you found today's interview of value and this discussion, I kindly ask that you take a moment and leave a review. I invite you to share this episode with your friends and family. Let's create a ripple effect of healing and empowerment together. Your words have the power to shape the future content of our podcast. I thrive on your input. So if you have thoughts to share and want to dive deeper into some of these transformative topics, visit RandyAtkinsJr.com and leave me your valuable feedback. Today, go get your audiobook and book. Produce on Purpose, Experience Life Being the Real You by going to RandyAtkinsJr.com. There, you'll also find information about this podcast, events, the book, and all types of videos, whether they're sermons and information for you. Until next time, remember that every step that you take towards being the real you is a step towards unlocking your boundless potential. Stay tuned. Stay inspired, and above all, today be the real you and produce on purpose.